Hey everyone, welcome to The Wellness Farm. This is your go-to podcast for all things wellness, mental health, and growth. I am your host, Ari, and I am a licensed pharmacist and functional nutrition counselor. So today we're going to be discussing effective ways to get out of a funk. So this means if you just feel bad and you can't really put your finger as to why, or you know why and you're not sure how to navigate your way out of it, I think it's safe to say that we've all been there and it happens pretty often for most people. But that's life though, right? Like we feel good emotions and we wouldn't know to be thankful for the good times unless we experience the bad times. So if things were good all the time, the vast majority of us wouldn't even realize it, unfortunately, because we tend to take those moments for granted. And that's why life is so beautiful. It's because we feel so many different emotions and experience so many different things, which allows us to gain perspective, experience, and wisdom as we age. But just because we go through bad times doesn't mean that it has to be as difficult as it usually is. In this episode, I'm going to give five extremely effective and simple ways to navigate your way out of a funk and feel better. Number one, start establishing a morning routine and stick with it. So having a morning routine helps us have a sense of structure and gain a sense of accomplishment. When you wake up, do small things that truly make you feel good and make you feel like you have control over your life because that's a part of being in a rut, right? Like you feel like you don't have a lot of control over your life and you feel a little bit lost. So my main four non-negotiables for a morning routine is writing in your gratitude journal, making your bed, Drinking a glass of water, whether it's regular chlorophyll or lemon water, I don't discriminate, and doing your skincare routine. Now let's dive a little bit into each one. So when you wake up in the morning and write down what you're thankful for, it does a couple amazing things. So first off, it increases positivity and it helps you focus on things that you're grateful for. And when you focus on the good, you're basically training your brain and your mind to focus on the good for the rest of the day. Like I'm at a point now, you guys, where I will write down things in my journal And even when I'm stuck in traffic and, you know, I should be kind of upset or stressed out, instead, I'm like, wow, I'm so thankful I have a car that works. I'm listening to a podcast I love. I'm safe. I have the pleasure of leaving and going whenever I want. And I don't have to follow a time schedule for public transit, right? So it truly does rewire your brain, which is so crazy. And you know what they say, when you focus on the good, the good gets better. So Journaling first thing in the morning also reduces your stress. So like when you express gratitude and write down what you're thankful for, your cortisol levels go down and then you realize that you are well equipped socially and mentally to handle the challenges that come to you throughout the day. Lastly, it improves your relationships so much. I think it's pretty easy, especially when you're going through a bad time or a rut to feel really lonely and like no one cares about you. But when you write down what you appreciate in your life and write about people that you're thankful for, it makes you feel so much more connected with them and it really helps you not take those individuals for granted, which is unfortunately something that I feel like we tend to do quite often because, you know, we assume that they're always going to be around. But when you really write down like what you're thankful for and what each person does for you or or how they make you feel, 
you're more likely to appreciate them more in the present moment, which I think is always great. Now moving on to making your bed. So making your bed is one thing already checked off your to-do list once you do it, making you even more determined to get stuff done instead of sticking around in a low mood. And I think I heard a graduation speech given by an admiral. His name is Admiral William McRaven. And you guys, this speech is so good. You have to listen to it. Um, it's a graduation speech. So just Google Admiral William McRaven graduation speech. He explains that making your bed will reinforce the fact that the little things do matter. So if you can't do the little things right, you won't be able to get the big things right in life. And if you have a miserable day, at least you'll come home to a made bed. And this gives you the encouragement that the next day may be better. I love his speech. I really do suggest you listen to it because it's so empowering and it really shows you the psychological importance of making your bed. Now that I think about it, if I don't make my bed, I seriously feel so weird. <laughs> that is how ingrained it is in me. Like I will not be able to be productive and function because I need to make my bed every single morning. And yeah, it's just like one of those addicting things. I can't really explain it. Okay, this also, to be fair, it might be my type A talking, but I think it is so wonderful. So let's discuss the third morning essential, hydrating. Hydrating is the first thing that you should be doing in the morning, honestly. Well, I guess after you brush your teeth, but hydrating first thing in the morning does help you replenish the fluids lost while you're sleeping. And it makes you feel more energized and refreshed throughout the day. Not to mention that drinking water in the morning does stimulate your digestive system and it aids in the elimination of waste products in the body. Side note, being constipated, by the way, and having blockages in your body can actually cause symptoms of anxiety and depression, which a lot of people don't know about. I learned this when I was training for functional nutrition. So it's always a good idea to tend to and care for our digestive health. For women, I typically recommend 2.4 liters of water daily. So at the minimum, 10 cups, but optimally 12 cups of water a day. And I know this is kind of a lot, but drinking water does so much for our mood, our digestive system, our skin, hormones. So starting your day out by drinking a glass will already make you feel so great, especially when you're in a slump. And for the very last thing um, that I like to do in the mornings, skincare routine, Doing your skincare routine already makes you feel more awake and put together after waking up. And that's just because once you do your skincare routine, it's kind of hard to go back to sleep. <laughs> so that's kind of why I like to do it every single morning, obviously. It prevents you from wanting to get back into bed and go to sleep. And so something that I personally love incorporating into my skincare routine is ice rolling my face. And that's just because it really wakes me up and it also takes away any swelling or puffiness that my face might have had, <laughs> depending on how weird I slept on my face the night before. So I definitely suggest buying one. If you don't want to buy one, you can also just use an ice cube and rub it all over your face. It will do the same thing and it also aids in tightening your skin, which is always a plus. Now my second tip to navigate your way out of a funk and feel better is to start using supplements to your advantage to make you feel happy. I mean, come on, you guys. Of course I'm going to talk about supplements. <laughs> Would it be the Wellness Farm podcast without talking about supplements? So 
Number one on my list is 1000% B vitamins. If you know me, you know I'm obsessed with B vitamins because they make you feel so good. I personally love taking a B complex vitamin to really get my dose of every B vitamin, but the most important ones I want to discuss right now are vitamins B6 and B12. So vitamin B12 is really important because it helps convert your food to cellular energy. And vitamin B12 is really important all around for energy because it plays a crucial role in the production of red blood cells, which help carry oxygen to the cells in your body. So without enough red blood cells, your body can't get the oxygen it needs to function properly, which can result in fatigue and a lack of energy. Vitamin B12 is also involved in the metabolism of carbohydrates and fats, which are the main sources of energy for your body. It helps to convert these nutrients into glucose, which can then be used by your cells to produce energy. B12 is also super important for maintaining the health of your nervous system, which by the way, if you are ever experiencing tingling in your extremities, that might be a sign that you're B12 deficient just because it plays such a huge role in maintaining your nervous system. It helps to produce myelin. Hey everyone, I hope you're enjoying the podcast episode so far. If you could leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, this would greatly help my podcast be pushed out to new listeners and new viewers. Thank you so much and I hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast episode. And myelin is a substance that protects and insulates nerve cells. This also plays a role in the synthesis of neurotransmitters. So as you can see, B12 is essential for energy production. And if you're ever in a slump and you're like, wow, I feel so tired. I'm so fatigued. I don't feel like doing anything. Please take a B vitamin. Um, I mean, you can find B vitamins anywhere. I will obviously link every supplement I talk about in the show notes as usual. But vitamin B12 is very important um I mean I can't even tell you the difference I feel after supplementing with it it's amazing now vitamin b6 on the other hand this is also known as pyridoxine so vitamin b6 is important for so many functions in the body including mood regulation so it's involved in the synthesis of neurotransmitters which are chemicals that transmit signals between your nerve cells and low levels of vitamin b6 have been associated with an increased risk of depression and mood disorders and research has actually shown that vitamin b6 supplementation might be helpful for improving mood and reducing symptoms of depression. So one way that vitamin B6 might help improve our mood is by increasing the production of serotonin. So this is a neurotransmitter that's involved in regulating your mood, your appetite, your sleep. I'm sure you guys have heard about serotonin, but B6 is also involved in the production of dopamine and norepinephrine. And these are two other neurotransmitters that are super important for regulating mood and energy levels. So as you can see, vitamin B6 is super important for your mood and just feeling happy. A lot of us are B vitamin deficient in general. Women especially, like if you're on the birth control pill, then you are for sure vitamin B deficient because the pill does deplete us of B vitamins. So it's just good to know like honestly b vitamins are water soluble so even if you take too many um or if it's like too much for your body you're gonna pee it out anyway but 
B-complex vitamins or, you know, B6, B12 vitamins are super important just for your overall wellness and your mental health and your energy levels. And it's my number one supplement that I take every single day, but especially when I'm in a low mood or I'm in a slump, I notice a huge difference in my energy levels and in my mood. It is honestly amazing. So the next supplement I want to quickly discuss is magnesium L3 and 8. So this is a form of magnesium that's been shown to have really unique properties and potential benefits for your brain health. And we do need to do a little bit more research on this, but magnesium L3 and 8 might be helpful for improving symptoms of depression and anxiety. And one of the ways it does this is by supporting the production of serotonin and dopamine. Um, These are chemicals that help with regulating mood. I just mentioned it before with the vitamin b6 but you know low levels of them have been linked to depression and mood disorders magnesium l3 and 8 might also help reduce inflammation in the brain which is believed to be a contributing factor to depression and other mood disorders um there was actually a very small study that was published in in a uh, i forgot the name of the journal but they found that magnesium l3 and 8 supplementation improved cognitive function and synaptic plasticity, uh, which is basically referring to the ability of neurons to form and strengthen connections in rats. So this study didn't look at the effects of magnesium L3 and A on depression or mood, but these improvements in brain function could potentially have a positive effect on these symptoms. And fun fact, magnesium L3 and A is one of the only types of magnesium that can actually cross the blood-brain barrier and increase magnesium levels in the brain, which is amazing. Now, the third supplement I want to briefly discuss is ashwagandha. Ashwagandha is an adaptogenic herb that has been traditionally used in Ayurveda Vedic medicine to improve mood and reduce stress. One way that ashwagandha may help improve mood is by reducing levels of the stress hormone cortisol. So we talked about cortisol earlier in this podcast, but high levels of cortisol have been linked to depression and anxiety, and ashwagandha has been shown to help reduce cortisol levels in the body. Ashwagandha might also help improve brain function and reduce inflammation in the brain, both of which can have positive effects on your mood. It's been shown to increase the production of acetylcholine, which is a neurotransmitter that's really important for cognitive function, and to reduce levels of pro-inflammatory cytokines in the brain. So I I am a huge fan of ashwagandha. I know more research has to be done, but man, it is amazing. It's an amazing herb. Now, the very last supplement I want to discuss is glutathione. So glutathione is an amazing supplement that you can take if you want to detox. And This is important because toxins can accumulate in the body over time through exposure to pollution, chemicals, and other environmental factors. Now, while the body has its own natural detoxification process, some people do believe that certain dietary and lifestyle changes can support these processes and improve overall health. Now, that's where glutathione comes in. Glutathione is an important antioxidant that plays a key role in the body's natural 
natural detoxification process. And it's naturally produced by the liver and your and other organs, actually. And it's involved in neutralizing harmful toxins and other substances in the body. Now, low levels of glutathione have been linked to a variety of health problems, including poor detoxification, oxidative stress, inflammation, all of which can contribute to low mood and other symptoms. Research suggests that supplementing with glutathione may help to improve detoxification and reduce oxidative stress in the body, which might have positive effects on mood. And there actually was a very small study published in the Journal of Clinical Psychopharmacology, and they found that glutathione supplementation improved symptoms of depression and anxiety in adults with major depressive disorder. And it also helped improve liver function, which is so important for overall detoxification. I really like to just use a combination of these if I had to choose though, I I would have to say that my go-to is for sure vitamin B6 and B12 or a B complex. Um, I take magnesium daily. I take the magnesium L3 and 8 during the daytime. And then I take ashwagandha here and there, but um, I usually cycle it. So like my form of cycling is I'll take I'll take it maybe four times a week and that's it. Like I don't take it every single day. Or if I do take it every day, then I cycle it by using it for three weeks on, two weeks off. And then the glutathione, I actually have been incorporating in the morning because I love biohacking myself. <laughs> and I feel like it gives me this amazing sustainable energy. Um, so yeah, I'm going to link all of those in the show notes if you want to read more about them. But those are really great supplements to just feel good um, get you know a burst of energy and get out of this funk that you're in now my third tip is to move your body as much as you can I love movement I love exercising and taking neighborhood walks and just being outside and if you think I sound crazy it's because listen you guys once you're consistent with it for three to four weeks you will not be able to stop I'm at a point now where I have to work out or I just don't feel my best and it's truly a blessing in disguise because it kind of forces me to work out at this point because I just feel so good after but I mentioned this because oftentimes when you're in a slump or in a low mood you're more tired than usual right and you don't have motivation to go outside or really do anything and that's fine if you want one to two days to just rest and not overwork your body that's completely acceptable of course you know your body best and you need to rest, right? But at some point, you do need to force yourself to move. And this doesn't have to be an aerobic high intensity exercise, right? But at least go on a walk, attend a yoga class, just get out and move, you know, do anything you want as long as you're moving. And I only say this because exercise is really important since it stimulates the release of endorphins. And endorphins are natural chemicals in your body that promote feelings of pleasure and well-being. So this can help to improve mood and reduce symptoms of depression. Exercise also helps reduce inflammation. So chronic inflammation has been linked to depression and other mental health problems. And exercise has been shown to reduce levels of inflammation in the body, which may contribute to its beneficial effects on your mood. And that makes sense. Um, I actually work on lowering inflammation inflammation quite a lot with my own clients. I think that lowering inflammation is so important and exercise does that naturally. So I 
love exercise. That's just another reason why I love it. And lastly, exercise does improve your brain function. So exercise has been shown to increase the production of brain-derived neutrophic factor, and this is a protein that helps to promote the growth and survival of neurons in the brain. This can help to improve your cognitive function and mood, and actually low levels of BDNF has been linked to people with anxiety and depression. So this is super important. And honestly, like it provides a sense of accomplishment. Exercising just makes you feel accomplished. It boosts your self-esteem and all of these can go ahead and help improve your mood, which is amazing. Now, my fourth tip is to get quality sleep. When you're in a slump, you need to be good to your mind and body, and that includes getting a good amount of sleep every night. Getting at least eight hours of sleep should be a priority to you. And sometimes when we're in a bad place, we tend to go on our phones or try to distract ourselves from feeling bad. But you guys, all we're doing is overstimulating our brains, seeking constant dopamine hits, and creating this wedge where we don't feel comfortable with ourselves and our own thoughts. So we need to practice better sleep habits. Don't go on TikTok or social media at least two hours before bed. That's actually something I do. Like I know I post on TikTok every single day and I'm a content creator, but I actually don't go on TikTok at nighttime. You know, don't scroll Instagram. Don't watch your TV show that you love on Netflix because we both know you're going to keep watching it, right? Get in bed, you know, read your book, journal, do something a little bit on the slower pace until you get tired and fall asleep. That's always the best thing to do. Now, getting quality sleep is important for low mood for several reasons. The first one being mood regulation. Sleep plays a critical role in regulating your mood, and poor sleep or lack of sleep can lead to irritability, mood swings, and even feelings of sadness or anxiety. Now, I think we can all relate to this. Like the nights where I sleep extremely bad or I don't get enough sleep, I tend to be a lot more irritable. I get upset easily. I don't really feel like talking to anyone. And I think this can be said for all people. I mean, I I have never met someone who can just like not sleep and be completely fine, (laughs) you know? And sleep is also very important for emotional processing. So during sleep, the brain processes emotions and consolidates memories from the day. So when you're getting quality sleep, this helps ensure that this processing is completed effectively, which can help to improve your mood. Lastly, sleep is so important for regulating your hormones like cortisol, which is involved in the body's stress response. And we talked about this when we were talking about ashwagandha, We were talking about journaling. So cortisol is key. We want to lower that as much as we can. And poor sleep can lead to an imbalance in your cortisol levels. And this can contribute to feelings of stress, anxiety, and low mood. Okay, so the fifth and final tip for getting out of a funk is to fight procrastination by using the Pomodoro technique. Now, this is a time management method that was developed by someone named Francisco Cirillo in the late 1980s. And the way that this works is you're basically going to work really hard with no interruptions for 25 minutes straight and then take a five-minute break afterwards. And you're going to do this three times in a row. And then the fourth time that you work for 25 minutes straight, your break is going to be 15 to 30 minutes long. The 25-minute intervals where you're actually getting a lot of work done and focusing on your work, these are called pomodoros. 
And so during each Pomodoro, you're going to focus on a single task without any interruption with the goal of completing the task by the end of the Pomodoro. Okay, so you're going to be like, okay, I have 25 minutes to get this done. And you're going to work really hard and your goal is to get it done by the end of that interval. So the way that this would look like is basically you work for 25 minutes, take a five minute break. You work for 25 minutes, take a five minute break. You work for 25 minutes, take a five minute break. And now this is the fourth time coming up. You work for 25 minutes, you take a 15 to 30 minute break. Okay, so the fourth break that you take is 15 to 30 minutes long. And so this is a really cool setup because basically the shorter breaks that you take, those five minute long ones, they provide an opportunity to rest and recharge while the longer breaks, the 15 to 30 minute long ones, provide an opportunity for you to like reflect and plan for the next round of Pomodoros. And so this technique can be used by literally anyone. It, it can be used for so many different tasks like studying, writing, other forms of work that require sustained focus. And this can be really helpful for people who tend to struggle with procrastination or difficulty maintaining focus on a single task. I wanted to include this because I feel like it is so helpful for people who are in a slump and feel unmotivated to do anything. And I don't know about you, but that is how I feel. Like when I'm in a slump, I literally don't want to do anything. So once you kind of focus on a task for 25 minutes, you will get it done eventually and having these organized breaks will prevent you from getting distracted and I think it's important to accomplish tasks when we're in a rut because you'll feel much less stressed about the things that you have to do and you'll all around just feel a lot more better about yourself. So those were the five tips on how to get out of a rut or get out of a funk and I feel like these five tips are all geared towards making you realize how much you're capable of what you have to be grateful for, and then using different techniques to be productive, feel accomplished, and find you're happy. So if any of these tips resonated with you, which I really hope that they did, then be sure to tag me on Instagram and let me know. My Instagram is at wellness.farm. And my TikTok is at The Wellness Farm. But I love seeing when people are listening to the podcast. It really makes my day. And yeah, I mean, I personally was just in a rut, honestly, last week. And this week, I just feel so much more better. And these are the tips that I use, especially the gratitude, the B complex, exercising, even when I feel like I was faced with so much resistance while exercising, I still persevered and I pushed through. And that alone makes you feel so good. It makes your body feel so good. So yeah, I really hope that these tips helped you. And again, if you guys have any requests on topics that you want me to discuss for next week's episode, be sure to message me on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and I will talk with you next week. 